Touchdown! It's caught! Hartman caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions! It is a dynasty! The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58! 25! What is going on, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to a very, very special episode of The Kingdom Says. I am your usual host, as always, Garrett Williams, and I have got the full crew on board today uh, on this very, very special Victory Monday. Uh, Kyle Henning in the top right of the screen. How are we doing tonight, Kyle? Yeah, uh, about as well as you can be doing. Um, Yep. Dressed for the occasion, just like the boys did this weekend. Um, ready to. God, there's so many things to discuss, y'all. There's we're gonna have so much stuff for you for the next like yeah. I don't know two weeks probably yeah. week two weeks and then we just get to jump into draft season because this team doesn't give us an off season ever at all ever. <laughs> so let's keep going. Yeah, speaking of draft season, uh, join us Arrowhead Tom at the bottom of the screen. How we doing tonight, Tom? I muted myself to try to be, you know, Dang, look at him. So I missed the button when I went to unclick it. And now we're being professional uh, while I'm letting my hair. Yeah, out. really professional. And then my, my light kicked on and now I'm adjusting it. So I'm not glowing like I'm radioactive. Um, although you may just mistake that for how uh, excited I am for the fact that the Chiefs uh, have once again, uh, and this still sounds weird every time I say it, won the Super Bowl and are back to back Super Bowl champions and officially officially a dynasty it is official it's as official as you can possibly get the chiefs are a dynasty and they're in they're in the top of dynasties of all time already too in the in the comparables and we'll get into that much later in this week i'm sure yeah it is yeah it's (laughs) it's still a kind of crazy barely even set in that uh the chiefs have won Yet another Super Bowl, the third in the Patrick Mahomes era, uh, back-to-back, the first time since uh, 2004-2005 Patriots. Um, yeah, it is it is crazy. And and what a what a freaking game uh, for it to happen in. I mean, yeah. It overtime. overtime. Overtime, baby. Yeah, I mean, about as long of a game as you can possibly get. And uh, came down to the wire. And the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs came home with another Lombardi Trophy. It's it's crazy. Um, so we're gonna talk about it today. We are going to uh, get into this. We're gonna we're gonna try to keep this mostly about the game itself. There's a lot. There's a lot of outside talk, and there's a lot oh. of historical context and legacy context to a lot of this stuff. Um, and we have a full off season ahead of us to to really dive into that stuff more. Um, we're here to talk about what was probably one of the craziest Super Bowls, definitely the craziest Super Bowl, I think, uh, so far in the Mahomes era. Um, a little stressful. It was a little stressful, for sure. It was also kind of not stressful, though, in a, in a, in a really weird way. Um, I'm yeah. not going to lie when I said, like, it, it's there was a weird level of calm. I think we all kind of shared it uh, going mm-hmm. through the game. I mean, this, the blood level was raising, especially near the end of the fourth quarter in overtime. Um, but there was... There was yeah, just that was a, when my blood pressure went up. Was overtime. I was good yeah. until overtime, and then yeah, uh, yeah. I can I tell know. you pretty much when my when mine peaked. It was that it was a third and it was that uh, fourth quarter like two minute warning play. The I'm sure we'll talk about it, but when 
McDuffie hit that perfect blitz. But right before that, I was like, oh, man, here it is. They're going to get the conversion and run the clock out. Yeah. And it's going to like it's gonna be game over in the worst possible way. We're just going to watch and kneel it out. And, yeah, I think that final that so, final drive by the Niners in regulation was was when my my blood 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 pressure uh, really started to rise. Um, <laughs> it was yeah, that was that's when it kind of started to set in a little bit. And then they, uh, third and four, we'll talk about it. it was a big game changer. There was so many so many turning points and and just big plays, game changing plays throughout the whole game. Um, but yeah, there was just a weird level of calm, I think. And I tweeted out at halftime that uh, I felt absolutely horrible about the game, which historically means that <laughs> we're probably going to come back and do it. I mean, pretty much every yeah. time I can remember where I felt absolutely horrible about a game at halftime like that, the Chiefs find a way to do it in the end. Uh, so that kind of gave me a little bit of um, a resolve right there. That kind of made me feel a little bit better about it. But, yeah, well, they, they, they did make it easy. It. They we're, did not make it easy on us. Huh? Said, so you know, I'll try to – I'll try to, you know, get out ahead a little bit faster next time, guys, or whatever. He said, yeah, he made a comment about how they've been down 10 points in the last two, you know, the last couple of Super Bowls. Yeah. I think all of them. All think, isn't he three and yeah. one in Super Bowls when he's been down 10 and he's been down 10 in literally all of them? Yep. Yeah. He's the first quarterback to ever come back from three from in uh, Yeah. Because Brady's two and one. Yeah. yeah. He's and then the rest of the league is like six and 48 or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Mahomes is like nine and two. Nine and two in the playoffs when he's down yeah. by ten, and everybody else is, like they're not yeah. even. Tom's ten and eleven. This is kind of what they do, you know. Tom's Chiefs fans definitely. Yeah, they're definitely. We're definitely familiar to this feeling of being down but not out. Um, you're never out when you have Patrick Mahomes. That should be very clear at this point that you are absolutely never out when you have uh, fifteen as your quarterback. Um, you know, yeah. we talk Which about the blood a- pressure. We're talking about the blood pressure and. The reason, and, I, and we're going to go through this whole game, but the reason that I was pretty much calm until the until the overtime, even with you guys are talking about the the third down play, which we'll get to in late in the fourth, I was still relatively calm through that because the game felt like all year. It just was condensed down yeah. into one game. Yeah, it, it really was a, a, just a straight run through of mm-hmm. okay. We started out all right a little bit. There were some bumpy parts. It was shaky. Then there were some questions. It was weird. There was drops after good plays. It was mm-hmm. the good thing, and then the shoot yourself in the foot thing. Yeah. Do all that, yeah. and you get keep going, and then it just kind of felt like it just, as we got through the game, it just did the whole thing where everything kind of figured itself out, and everything started to work, and then we got what we expected from the guy we expect to get it from guys. Yeah, there's going to be lots of guys to yeah. talk about. Well, I, it's a couple guys we didn't expect to get it from. Probably, there's a lot of, no, there's a it. lot of guys that solidified that they are a guy and not just a guy in this yep. game. Yeah, that is, yeah. that is well said for sure. Again, that's the perfect example. There were weird things that happened and, and a lot of things that Mahomes had to overcome. Um, you know, I remember watch, I mean, not to dunk on him because you know we've never doubted him and, and he's had a, a tremendous playoffs. But for a moment, MVS was possessed by the spirit of you know Demarcus Robinson's number eleven, and ran backwards by twelve yards after what oh, should have been an eight turned into a four yard loss, and it was hmm. one of the most befuddling things. And had Just that game down. result been different, yeah, had that game was real low after that one. I'll say that. Had he yeah, just I mean, fallen down on the initial hit, he would have been so much better off. Just fall yeah, down. But I'm saying, you think about how that would be viewed had oh, Pat yeah. not 
done well, what had, he did. Had we, not everything continued. Yeah. Certain, yeah. Yeah. And your apology treat would have been premature, I'm sure, in some of your guys' <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It would have been very premature. Um, yeah, it's it was a it was a wild ride. I'll say that last drive uh, when the Chiefs are going down in overtime, the most stressful Chiefs drive I've ever watched in my life, hands down, has to be. I mean, Oddly, I was more calm during that part than the other portions of overtime, but I yeah. get it. Me, that I was the it, most Garrett. stressful. The third, the the fourth and one where we might lo- lose the Super Bowl because we can't get one yard. I knew what play they were high. running. I knew what play they yeah. were running before they ran it. That's why Listen, I wasn't I know, worried because I knew what just, was coming. Just the absolute thought of losing the Super Bowl by not when, getting one yard. Oh, I yeah, know. But when they lined place. up, I, as soon as I – as soon as soon you're 100% right because my first thought when I saw them end up in fourth and one was not one yard. And then my second thought when I saw the lineup on the – when I saw the formation, though, I immediately went, yeah. never mind. I mean, I, I knew, saw the formation, I went, never mind. I knew mind. Pat was going to take it. I knew what was coming. I knew Pat was not going to let anybody I, but himself take it on that. I knew. I, I knew. can't believe that Joey – or that, I'm sorry, I almost called him the wrong brother, that Nick Bosa didn't know it because <laughs> I knew it and you knew it. And I know there are many yeah. Chiefs fans that knew that that ball was yeah. not leaving his control if he had so, the I mean, there, there was that. There was the MVS backwards, the whole thing. I mean, there was another third so, and, and short we had that was tough. There's a lot of shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. It was, well, let's, so let's we're gonna, do it. Let's go through we're gonna it. Dive let's go through it in some kind of order yeah. here. We'll go. Yeah. We'll start from the beginning, um, which the very beginning. I say I gotta say the the uh, the scene of Chris Jones standing there during the national anthem, and just the shot of his face, and then he blinks yeah. once, and the tears go down. His, oh my god! I was that it's got over. me. That got me a little bit. I will say that that was a way to start. That I was like, okay. It's going to be a different game today. When obviously. Chris is crying, Chris is when there you, to play. When you see tears yeah. out of Chris, you know it's a, it's going to be a day. Um, so yeah, you know we started out the the, uh, the 49ers got the or lost the toss, um, which was pretty pretty good. Tails betters are uh, are in shambles right now. It was heads, big <laughs> big sad there. Um, yeah, so the Niners go down that first drive. They fumble, which was a crazy crazy starts to the game christian mccaffrey of all people fumbles um yeah doesn't happen often yeah uh, that's already massive, where you massive see the, punch out by leo chanel yeah, by the, yeah. The, the start of an absolutely phenomenal game of by leo chanel um so that really oh, yeah. set the tone oh, of the game Pinot, Pinot. we're both in on that because i think yeah. i think Pinot got him first and was holding up and chanel got the punch yeah it was, a, it was a little combo by the two both of those i mean what we're going to talk about both those two had a freaking night but um that first drive really kind of really got the blood flowing, uh, the the energy high. Um, didn't quite go well after that. It, it, it was definitely just a slow start, Tom. What do you what do you think of the first the first quarter? I mean, I don't even think there was a score in the first quarter, right? Yeah, no, the first quarter was was pretty score. I mean, it was scoreless, and um, you know, I think getting that that fumble was good because they were they were marching. I mean, they yeah. And pretty much at that point, you know, all their scripted plays were coming up, you know, green for them. Well, uh, they were running the ball well. Yeah, they were running the ball well. And Chris McCaffrey, offensive player of the year, you know. Yeah, and, and one of the things is, is you know, Kyle Shanahan is a good coach. It is really easy to get him. And there have been times, especially when Andy, you know, was a coach younger, um, this was a huge critique of him, was, you know, Clock management, running the ball, staying you know committed to the run. We still see problems with it from time to time. Oh, yeah. um, oh we had problems with it. So, we'll get to it in the second half. Yeah. So you know, but 
you know, to Kyle's credit, like it, it's or to to the point about Kyle Shanahan, like it is. Um, it was almost like positive to kind of give him that reason to doubt running the ball a little bit more and try to get him to want to go back to that tendency. He, they did a good job of running the ball, I think, more than what you know he has historically done. Um, and it was a heck of a matchup overall. But yeah, I think that that fumble getting getting out of that drive without the 49ers putting up points was yeah, pretty huge. That was pretty big. Yeah, uh, that was a very tough. huge part at the beginning of that. Um, that because that's that's the start to the game. They were looked like they were walking, and that fumble is at I believe Kansas City. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was, at, that was at R twenty seven. So yeah, yeah. And then you know, the rest of that first half or that first quarter goes punt, punt, punt. I don't think the field goal took place until no. I guess the field goal was second with quarter. Twenty six seconds left in the first quarter. I believe wow, is when great. the field goal went through for them. So. <laughs> You know, they play a stalled-out field position game. The first punt by Tommy was a little short. It was way high, but they didn't get any return out of it, so it was only it was a 43-yard punt still. Great. Then they continue, and then, you know, Justin Watson makes a play. Mm-hmm. Makes a catch, and then turns around and has a ball in frame and drops it on another the next, like, big play. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you know, give give him a little bit of great. Yes, he should have caught it. Man, Pat rifled that ball. Like, I know. Yeah. The the rule is if it hits you in hands in your frame, you must catch the ball. This is the NFL, and these guys should be able to do That's that. True. Now, if you got to yeah. reach and do something crazy behind, I get that. Or dive like Rashid yeah. did later well, think, in the game. I think Romo was trying to say something. Oh, you know, he's a little behind him. I'm like, yeah, but it was a it was a one hundred catch ball. And, and like you said, it had some heat on it, but you know it's the Super Bowl, buddy. This is you know. Now, got to say, sound like we're killing. We sound like we're killing Justin Watson, right? Well, that's because at the beginning portions throughout the portions of the start of this year, this wide receiver core got killed for drops. We yeah. saw that at the beginning of this game. There was, yeah. more, and it wasn't just Justin yeah. Watson that dropped the ball. There was another drop or two in this game as well. And yeah. you you saw some of the things in that first first quarter and first half all the way up until basically the last drive of the first half and even that had a little bit of a what was that moment <laughs> yeah that yeah, they, I mean, there's... they didn't play they didn't execute well on offense which we've yeah, seen I mean, there's throughout couple, the year definitely a couple of like big missed opportunities too i mean they had uh that big uh play to me cole hardman down the field which is Pat absolutely drops back and launches that thing and that drops it in a bucket. I mean, I'm surprised that that play hasn't been talked about more. Probably because of what happens after that. But well, the play immediately following yeah. is Isaiah Pacheco Very having an unfortunate fumble because Lenore punches it out through Noah Gray's block. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The whole, the whole thing ball. is like Noah Gray out there instead of Kelsey, which prompted Kelsey to go give uh, give Coach Reed a little love tap. You know, gave him a little. Gave him he a scared bump. him more than he gave him even the bump, and I think yeah. maybe even it really just caught him. He off didn't balance. even know he was there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing is like, even like as it happened, I just remember you know watching with some friends and and they're like, oh man, he's so. I said, no. I said, you know, Travis and and Coach Reed have a phenomenal. Yeah. I didn't see it. I promise you, he's not over there trying to fight Andy Reid during the Super Bowl. <laughs> no. I didn't think see that it first, happened. and I got messages about it, and I was like, what are y'all talking about? So I had to yeah. go pull it up, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's kind of being competitive. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Do well, I, just, does it look bad because it kind of looked like he bumped him? I don't even 
I still haven't seen a full angle on whether or not he actually bumped him or whether or not Andy was just off guard and off balance yeah. a little and scared him. I still haven't been able to see it. If no, bumped he, him he, too much, yeah. anything before that, I don't care. That's normal. No, and Andy said in the in the press game or in the post game conference, you know, he's like, that's just a guy wanting to play. He goes, you know, and I love it. He goes, it makes me feel young again. He goes, you know, he can bump me ten yards back across the field if that's what it takes. Like he's like, I want that kind of passion. You know, and that would also not know. be the only sideline confrontation this on our sideline later in this game. So, yeah, there but, was it, more but you know what? That's competitive you know, sideline discussion. I should say, not confrontation. Yeah. Competitive sideline yeah. discussion. Well, like I said, that there's a level of trust and vulnerability you have to have to be, like. There's a there's a there's a dynamic where you have those those meltdowns. And it could be an Antonio Brown type of situation where you're taking off your shirt and walking off the field and all that stuff. Um, the helmet or, throw. You know, yeah. yeah, but at the same time, it's the it's the all-time greats. How many times have we seen? I mean, we've seen Tom Brady destroy tablets and Peyton Manning. And there's a you know legendary clip of him yelling at his center. You know, Patrick has done it. You've seen <laughs> Patrick uh, go crazy. Yeah. yeah. Patrick so hasn't done it often, but Patrick's gone nuts once, and now everybody thinks that's a problem yeah. somehow. And it's and it's not those guys turning on each other at all. It's no, you no. know it's, it really is no, a rally call. Competitors that was just know. that was just he's read he he wanted the ball more. He had one catch for one yard in the first half. Yeah. They just pulled him off the field and then we turned the ball over. He thought yeah. he was getting the ball on the ball that went to McColl to begin with because right. he's like, hey, I'm open. But where the f- is that going? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that to? I mean, there's a beautiful throw to McColl, so he can't be mad about that. But yeah, also, beauty. McColl yeah. tracks it absolutely perfectly. And I believe I mean, yeah, that, was that was Charverius Ward that didn't know where the ball was that landed in his nah, yeah, both, Or was that Brown? Both of those, I mean, both of the defenders didn't know, I, like, they didn't yeah. know where the ball was. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. He the way McColl ran the route, one of them knew like, where the ball was. The way, yeah. the way McColl ran the route is almost like he was gave it up on the route, but then like he finished at the last second and just the ball was well, right there. It was, well, hold on, because this is, I, I don't know if you guys this is this was like a full a full circle moment for McColl because this goes back to his rookie year and some of those deep shots. Him, I think yeah, some of those deep shots that they were trying to take with him, and we used to talk about how Mahomes would tell him keep running. Like, yeah. I'll get you the ball. Keep running. Keep running. Right. And that's part of why the defense – I got goosebumps talking about it. Like, part of the reason why the defense fell behind is because they thought, okay, he's done. But McCall kept running. And yeah. Mahomes dropped it. I mean, dropped it. We're talking Absolutely. like a moonshot. Yeah. What a crazy you know, into, into the basket perfectly. You, you could that have is walked out there and handed him that ball better. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was a perfect spot, perfect ball placement. But – in years past, you know, and McColl's, you know, coming off IR and all this other stuff, but this is, you know, growth in the system, growth with the players. Um, he kept running. He did. It was really a full circle moment for McColl. And obviously, now we'll, we'll, we'll talk about McColl a little bit later as well, because that was, you know, that was really a full circle moment for him. Yeah. But yeah, by the end of the first yeah, half, that's the play he made this game. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, not. Uh, by the end of the first half, um, you know, we, we keep the field goal at the end of the to make it 10 to three. The vibes were definitely a little bit off, I think, uh, on the sideline. The guys, we got down 10, you know, and then everybody down 10, you know, it's exactly where we want them. Yeah, exactly. And then hey. we, we got the field goal at the end of the half. Like, yeah, I, I tweeted it. I know other people have said it. As soon as I saw that they had it, once, once the Niners did not get run out the clock and had to punt the ball at the end of that half and Patrick mm-hmm. had timeouts and time 
just go get points. I don't care yep. if it's seven or three, because yep. now you get the double up to opportunity. Yep. And they We're didn't even get the double points. up. Yeah, yeah they don't, they're not very good getting the double up, honestly. <laughs> they usually are, but that yeah, was not, not a good one. Year. Not this year. Yeah. And and it what we're not good. They weren't good at it this year. And what did they not do in this game? They didn't get the double up because we had a interception. But we'll get crazy interception. Yeah, I think we're we're pretty much there offensively. I mean, that was offensively. Yeah, that was the first half in in a nutshell. There wasn't you know the defense obviously held held them to ten points. That's very good and got multiple punts. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they defense is never never what they did. They, yeah. So we do need to talk a little bit about the first half defense because some of the ball movement that the 49ers got and some of the things that they worked at, and Tom, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit when we talk about quotes mm-hmm. about Brock because I think he's got a good one on it. They played more zone in the first half than they did in the second half, which you'll see in the breakdowns. But when they played zone, and especially when they played it behind the blitz, the middle of the field was left somewhat compromised because of the Shanahan yeah. scheme they did have a and couple some of the run it. plays that they were able to generate with McCaffrey early opened some things up in their play action game and they were able to attack they had some success across the middle of the field early um yeah. I mean, we have you have I mean, to give the 49ers credit they played a very good first half but only being up seven with all of the things that went wrong for the Chiefs yeah which should have they did they go wrong have. And I think, left I, think the, I think Tony Romo said that on the broadcast because you know they should be up by you know this should game this game should be fourteen to nothing you know or, or seventeen I 17 think seventeen to nothing yeah um, you know and, and so that's that's part of the identity that this team has had this year is they're going to play complimentary ball and when the time comes they're going to rise to the occasion more often than not even though I think we. And I'll, I'll admit to being guilty of it. We get stuck on the, you know, more on, often than not, we get stuck more on the knots um, because we expect them to. We expect them to, you know, win those close games. And, and again, that's not um, – that's probably a little bit of my own Tuscaloosa fan. Um, I was, you know, reading um, – I love before Andy Reed, that term rolling, finally. Yeah, before Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes, you know, Kansas City had the worst playoff winning percentage – um, and, is it NFL history? Well, it was or, pretty yeah, close. It was had the worst off. had the got worst it. playoff win percentage all time at .333. So nine wins and eighteen losses. Mm-hmm. After last night, they are now in the top ten <laughs> with .533, twenty four wins and twenty one losses. Yep. So yeah, that's pretty um, good. I'd say that's Patrick good. and Indy are fifteen and three in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The fact that Patrick, you know, that we're getting the legacy stuff, it's hard to, we're trying to keep it all in one, you know, yeah. uh, trying yeah. to keep it without dumping everything all in one episode. Uh, I mean, we can, go, we can yeah. do a little bit of legacy talk and go deeper but, later, but we'll do that yeah. at the end of this because we don't want to do it too much during the middle of the breakdown. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, it just, it was that same, it was that same complimentary football. And I think that they're, especially later in the game, there was probably a little bit of a sense of like, you can breathe a little bit, especially opening that second half. I mean, throwing that pick sucks, but I think that yeah. for Mahomes, that takes off some of that pressure to feel like he has to do it all himself. And the defense showed him like, hey, we got you. Like Twice. You know, True. We'll the Pacheco fumble did not cost them points, nor did yeah. the Mahomes interception. Yeah. 
Also, we got a, a I think we should we should definitely touch on the the San Francisco 49ers touchdown in the first half. Uh, the yes. little trick play that uh, should have been called a penalty because they had an illegal man downfield. Cannot cannot or, let that be understood. Or holding enough. on when they tackled George Karloftis on that play. Yeah, or, or pass yeah. interference or something, right? I mean, you can't just. I noticed that too. It's like, how do you he, like Nick Bolton? I think got absolutely tackled yeah. too. As he was yeah, he got picked. He got picked Why? by the offensive lineman that was four, three yards downfield. Yeah, it's and like, then hello, got is that not pass interference or and George also he's is, way downfield? They had so. George like this, so yeah. I, Whatever, so play, you know, shouldn't have happened, but hey, little tricky, uh, little gimmicky guy. I mean, hey, if that's if that's yeah. how they're gonna score, so be it. You know, that's yeah. their only touchdown in the first half. And, yeah, and well, if, and, if and, you're and, gonna pull that out that early, that tells me you think you need it that bad. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was going pretty pretty poorly. For so them, I wasn't obviously. even necessarily. Punt, ma- I mean, punt, punt, punt. I saw the I saw the ineligible man downfield live. I saw George get tackled live. I saw Nick yeah. get picked live. They're yeah. all bad yeah. missed calls. Largely, thank God, they largely the refs stayed out of this game. That's true. And they made and they were largely very good. Now, the yeah. NFL can solve all of the spotting problems with the microchip they already have in the football. So I'm not even going to talk about the There's spots. a couple spots that were a little questionable. There's three like, of them. Three of not questionable. Three of them were flat out bad and wrong. Yeah. And they did not There's get some, even. There were some bad. like really blatant ones. There were a couple runs where like Pacheco gets like three, four yards and it's like second and eight. It's like, hello. He, that was, he definitely got like three or four yards. Yeah, the first down, the first down marks on Travis Kelsey's. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's anyway. a couple. There's a couple questionable ones for the sure. The overtime fourth and one that should have never existed that we are we are, we're going to talk about here in or the yeah. I mean that should have been like a fourth and half an inch. Should have been first down. Should have been first down. Yeah, worst case yeah. it'd be like a lot closer than that. Well, far like a yard and a half yeah. out. It's like hello. Yeah, it was. He was. If anything, he was a half a yard short. A, a yeah. third of a yard short, not exactly. a full yard to a yard yeah, and a half. But again. They have microchips and they refuse to use them. Instead, they would rather use old dudes with sticks and old guys running up and down the side that can't keep up with the game to spot the football. Hey, so yeah, that changes it. It ain't gonna. As an official future member of old guys with sticks, um, I would like to dispute your downstick. At the NFL level, it's different than at the at the high school, middle school. Old guys with sticks. You represent old guys with sticks, Tom. Yeah, I'm here. Well, as a future member. Okay. uh, Yeah. Okay. Just well, that, that was kind of how the first half uh, wrapped up, and then you know, obviously, banger halftime show. We gotta talk about the halftime show real quick because uh, Usher killed it. it I think. I think Usher it was, killed yeah, it. I can't believe that uh, Usher crashed the you know Little John and uh, um, <laughs> the Ludicrous show. The yeah. Ludicrous halftime show. That was pretty cool. Hey man. Hey, bringing up the guests always. I started laughing. Bringing up the guests. Jermaine Dupri was wearing was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I would say if you bring out guests like that, especially, I mean, Alicia Keys, Ludacris, Lil John, like, that's a hitter, all right? And Usher has a lot of hits. Yeah. He was on the road. Luda had blade, the throwback. Yeah. yeah. Luda yeah. had that Too Fast, Too Furious fro on. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty crazy, yeah. But uh, Wait, that's a good throwback or the throwback? I said the throwback, not a throwback. Throw I said the throwback. The throwback, throwback? Correct. Throwback, throwback, yeah. So good halftime show. I think that was – Honestly, the watching the halftime show it kind of elevated my moods a little bit because I was feeling pretty down at halftime, and then watch that I was like, you know what? Here we go. We're I was right. surprised. I gotta give Usher credit. Some a lot of people don't understand. As somebody who skated most of my life on roller well, and on ice, it up there. those are quads. Yeah. And if y'all don't know, that is not easy. 
especially yeah. on stage and especially and doing like a dance. Too. Like he is out he was Apparently, out there. Apparently he does that in his Vegas show, so he's practiced it plenty, but that's impressive regardless if y'all that's don't a skill. understand. That's, that's a skill. If you have that skill do. in your repertoire, you break that out as much as possible. You know, I'd be that's showing clear. that off everywhere. Also, yes. yeah, that's a good one. He, yeah, I think they killed it. It was a very, it was a very good halftime show. One of the better. I mean, there have been a couple of good halftime shows recently in in the past couple of years, but that was a pretty good one. I was definitely up there. Um, solid, solid effort. Yeah, solid effort. It was, it was, it was good enough. You know, it was, it wasn't bad. I would say it was definitely yeah, I, not. Bad. I, I enjoyed it. It was a good time. Yeah. So, uh, second half uh, underway. Obviously, like we talked about a little bit, starts with an interception, a little bit of an overthrow. Um, kind of a it was a it was a weird play. Um, it was definitely a weird play from he, from Mahomes. There's he had so, Travis. Yeah, well, so there's a thing. Mahomes uh, early on in this game, throughout the first couple quarters, really he was very hesitant to run, and I don't know why, but he was very hesitant to just just full breakdown and like scramble you know and i kind of get it but that was kind of one where like he could have just took off and instead he tried to hang around and and then mm-hmm. he ended up overthrowing it to trav um he, very he had that more often than not game on the ground yeah yeah well at the end he he really racked up them yards but uh, but he, but what i'm saying is what he chose yeah. to do in the second half you're right he didn't right. do it yeah, in the first half is, and if he chose to do that worked. in the first half he so probably has a hundred yard yeah. rushing game so there's some yeah. definitely something to him i think he I don't know. I don't think he was scared necessarily. I think he just kind of no, wanted to. He was trying to throw the ball and win that way. Yeah, but at the end he was like, "All right, I have to. We're gonna have to start running this thing now by myself. We're gonna make sure we put yeah. this in the right man's hands." Well, but they also designed runs for him because yeah, we're, yeah. we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. They designed runs for Patrick and and. When I say Which design, I, can, I promise that they didn't go into the game with that being part of the game plan. But they went, "Let's bust it out." They're like, "Hey, oh, we have to." It's been in the playbook. Case. I know they've yeah. had it in the playbook. Oh, it's definitely been in the playbook. But I'm saying I don't think that was a, a prerogative that they had, like you know, throughout the week. You know, it was, it a, was a break. It was a break glass in case of emergency. And I think I mean and that's obviously a little bit evident of him being a little more hesitant early on. I think they kind of realized they have a very athletic D line who can maybe catch him a little bit easier than that. So it's maybe not as op- open of an opportunity. But I think that was one of those where kept in his back pocket, and we'll get into why here in a little bit. Yeah. But luckily, well, like like we said, um, after that interception, the defense just holds them to a three and out. Mm-hmm. They get like negative one yard uh, overall on the play. So uh, yeah. they, that's where Shanahan went to kind of that panicky. Yeah, yeah. There, this yeah. is he the Shanahan throwing the ball. It was just fucking. They went it. three straight. Yeah. I think it's three straight drives without Christian McCaffrey getting a carry. Yeah, yeah they went Which, three straight three and I out. I was like, that's right, make him pass. That's not a that's not a dig on Brock Purdy. I think there's very few quarterbacks where you can just go, hey, you know what? These yeah. next three guys, all you well, big guy. And they Literally also the first... they also hurt themselves because they took penalties. There was false starts. There was yep. holding yep. penalties. Starts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the San Francisco's wow. first, the Niners' first three drives of the second half were three three and outs for negative two yards total through those three drives. Like, yeah. so and, and you know, you mentioned the the Shanahan, you know, kind of abandoning the run type thing, getting pass heavy. Um, I also think there's a lot of that of the Hatcher Mahomes effect, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it was talked about a little bit post game of like the more like the more you let Patrick Mahomes go, like he's going to strike you eventually. Like you can't even if you've held him with three points the entire, he's going to strike you eventually. And yeah. I think a lot of teams end up getting a little scared, a little gun shy and really think they have to like 
start trying to keep up with them, you know, and start just slinging it. Yes. Yeah. He and puts pressure on put you. Up points. He it, makes the, you nervous. The presence of him just, yeah, it makes you nervous. It's like, hey, if we don't, if we keep going, just kick, kick, kick. Like it's, he's going to get us at some point, you know, you have to they, kind of put the pedal to the metal. We'll get to overtime, but the decision that they made in overtime happened because Patrick exists. They goofed up their decision yep. making because Patrick exists. Like, mm-hmm. so, that, so that's that's a huge that's a bad combination when you have the Patrick Mahomes effect and then you have the Shanahan abandon the run effect. You know, it's, but part yeah. of that was done by Spags, and we got to oh, yeah. talk about why. So I mean, in the yeah, first half, I talked about the zone stuff and how they were playing some more zone and they weren't doing as much in the man coverage. And I'm fairly certain, I think Trent McDuffie talked about it um, when he was asked about the adjustments they made at halftime and what they kind of did. And mm-hmm. he basically said that he challenged, he told us that he was going to play man and that he trusted us to cover and we were going to blitz and bring pressure. And Tom, they did what to the Niners with their cover oh. zero and cover one percentage? Well, they did more of that than the Niners had seen all year from any other team by, by and the, double. And uh, the most of least. it was in the second half? Yeah, and they and they locked him down. Uh, we were talking about that in yeah. the pre-show. Spags pressed the spam blitz button as many yeah. times as he could physically hit it. And well, what and that did was it, pour, it pushed Shanahan out of the run game because it's really hard to run the ball when they're bringing seven, six, seven, and eight guys at you all the time. Yeah, well, in some of those plays we saw those blitzes, you know, even when Purdy was going to go throw, it was that it was there's three or four or five times where – it was the pressure that had the the throw off the mark. Chris Jones kept them from yeah. Chris, I mean, some pretty critical pressures uh, in some key moments. Really, yeah, set the pace there. So I mean, Chris um, Jones just blew up a, a wide open touchdown basically, and, yeah, and Chris, he schemed up because he just he was there. <laughs> took over a football game. He didn't have a single sack. He's not good. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he was dominant. Chris Jones was dominant. They beat up. Look, George Kittle got mugged by Leo Chanel in the run game. He got Absolutely destroyed. I oh love George God. Kittle. I think George Kittle is great. He did not have a good day. They no. beat him up he in the run game and in the blocking game. He did not get open in the passing game. He had not two a, not catches. Not a day he's going to want to remember. He had two catches for four yards. And on multiple plays, Leo Chanel took him and Kyle Juszczyk and occupied both of them, and in some cases still made the tackle. Yeah. They then then took Mike Pinnell and Trent McDuffie and Leo and and Legereus Sneed, and they made Trent Williams have some problems. Yeah, Trent Williams, I mean, he was was, was, the guy. Of uh, McDuffie. Was, no, it was Sneed taking on Trent Williams. Sneed yep. yeah. Trent Williams on and beat him on the plate. Forced yeah. the ball back inside and ran right into the tackle. Sneed literally bulldozed Trent Williams. Like, I, no hesitation. <laughs> just charged him. Trent McDuffie had two reps against him that he won that, like, just completely dodged him. Uh, Mike Pinnell like, put Mike him on Pinnell. his back. Yeah, flattened him at one point, which yeah. is crazy. In the, same play, that, Pinnell, in the like, same play that Mike Pinnell yeah. put Trent Williams on his back, Mike Dana put George Kittle on his back right next to, like, side by yeah. side almost. Yeah, um, yeah definitely got to shout out Mike Pinnell. We're, I think we're, we're going to do some 
some player shots at the end, I think. But gotta give a shout out to Mike Brunel. Snaps. 53% yeah. of the snaps. Coming He's off been on the this bench team for like a, what a month. Coming off the couch, basically uh, rejoining the team. And I, I said a couple times this year, like having Mike Pinnell back, just the vibes. I mean, the vibes were mm-hmm. up. Like he's a big vibes guy, a big locker room guy. Um, he was obviously on the team uh, when we beat the 49ers in Super Bowl 54. Uh, and he came back. I mean, what a day that he had. He, yeah, he pulled out the time machine. Made it feel yeah. like it was I mean, how that dude? He was dominating 33? all the – I mean, he was just up and down the, the 49ers offensive line, just dominating them, getting penetration. Yeah. Obviously, like I said, 53% of the snaps. Like he – he we, was, we signed he was him in October guy. to the practice squad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just don't, October don't worry 24th. about training camp. Don't worry about training Shout camp, out. Mike. Take a October seat. October 24th. Yeah. Shout out the, the beast. The beast. Yeah, big Mike. That was that was one of the fun points. Uh, that was one of the fun players to watch during the game, just highlighting 69 wherever he is and seeing him work. Because he fun was working. Also, let's be honest. Yeah, 69 is a great number. I mean, hey, some historical historical guys have played 69. So um, they, they go down the stretch here, and we get into it, and we talked about McDuffie in one of the plays, and it's probably the best blitz you'll ever – like, it's teach tape. Like oh, it, yeah. It, it, talking about the third it, and fourth at the end of the game? Yes. We're too far. Mm-hmm. We're going too fast. We're going too fast. <laughs> too far. How are we, we have, too far? We, we still have – the, well, the, the third quarter, quarter. Yeah. the third quarter. So we got to talk about the uh-huh. big game-changing play. I think this is actually the play that actually kind of swung the momentum of the whole game. And uh, I mean, it it started a scoring fest after this play. It was only scores from here on out, as opposed to all the punts and stuff we saw. The the punt by Tommy Townsend uh, at the end of the third quarter um, hits the the 49ers returner in the back of the leg, which crazy you know l- yes. looking live you think that the returner i thought the returner just accidentally hit it and then fumbled it and then looking at the replay it hits the back of the guy's leg and so it's already yeah. live so the returner's just trying he to had waved it. it he had yeah, waved the, to get away from minute. it yeah he's yeah. waving and off. then as soon as as soon as it went down i thought it changed direction and the only yeah. thing that made me positive it changed direction was the way he, the dude that waved it off the returner ray ray McLeod, yeah. reacted to it, it. And yeah. he was like, uh oh, oh, that's bad. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and and I, I saw people thoughts. Yeah. People were killing Ray Ray for yeah. that. Niners fans and some folks. Bro, no. Not, no, 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 not a chance. He was he was just he trying to saw it happen. I mean, it was it yeah, wasn't right. even a huge a he huge. He even hit, tried he just, to kind of fall on it and still couldn't get a hold of yeah. it. Yeah. He just couldn't yeah. get it. I mean, was kind of, you know, I, I made a joke with the people I was watching with I went, yep. That's exactly where he was aiming, you know, because it it's it's that perfect <laughs> moment where it's like yeah. it literally bounced off the back of the guy's heel like, while he was caught up in a block. Yeah, it was a guy but, who was taking on a block, basically. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so it was, he kind of got driven back into it. No, I'm not sure which player it was that it bounced off of. Like that's got to be the worst feeling in the world. Um, that's tough. Yeah, you're you like, know. what was that? Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> the punt itself was a little bit short for where I think. Um, yeah, I mean, why? Short, more than the yeah. Expected. yeah. Because the return was running up, um, he, the bounced off the ground. We'd probably be talking about, "Oh, that was kind of a crappy punt," but yeah. instead, it worked out where it hit the dude, or it hit one of the up guys, and yep. uh, and I think Joe and Watson uh, ended up getting on top of it and recovering it. Um, the ball is not round, kids. Yeah, yeah. So that was the play uh, right so there that I think really swung the momentum for the entire. Oh, game. You could feel, yeah, 
you, you felt feel the, the energy right kind of just kind of, and everybody yeah. was like, oh, man. Nah, so immediately like, the Chiefs go, go. One play. They go one play, 16 yards, back the end zone to, to MVS for the touchdown. Just, Ooh, just like that. It's like, I, yeah. MVS was standing in the end zone going, I'm not going to drop this. I'm not dropping yeah. this. I don't, even know, right. I, I don't even know what happened. Like The 49ers just didn't have a second. They tried to double there. Travis. They played yeah. zone, yeah. but one of the guys tried to double on Travis. He literally sprints yeah. past MVS yeah. to Travis. <laughs> By the way, just wide it, open. Like, all right, and I'll have to go back. We'll we'll get into it later. I'm sure I'll I'll look at it up this week when I'm watching a game back for the fifteenth time. But I'm gonna watch it back still. Yeah, I've only watched it back once, and I didn't watch the twenty-two, so I didn't get to see who it was. But yeah. he he comes blazing past. It. Like he didn't. MVS <laughs> might as well have been a ghost. He didn't even see yeah. MVS. He was like, "Ooh, Travis." And yeah. MBS is like, where's 87? Where's 87? Then that's the Travis Kelsey effect. So, and, and MBS was like, where is? All right, I well, I know I'm getting this ball. Yeah, yep. he's like, I'm whenever you're ready. Yep, right he just here. stood okay, there and cool. waited. And Pat's like, he is unreal. Open. Here you go. <laughs> he's like, is there something? Yeah, is something. Miss something? Because that was huge. I thought there's very few people I think who had a MBS first touchdown for the Chiefs uh, and their yeah. and their bet swept. I bet. Um, so that, that that really triggered it to to the scoring fest. Um, I mean, so we should probably thought, we should have probably thought he would have based on you know playoff. Performance. I mean, hey, you have to oh, yeah, you think yeah. outside the box like hey, it's going to be MBS. Inevitably, it is. So 49ers end up going down twelve plays, seventy five yards. Impressive and, and drive. Their own touchdown. Yeah, just a, yeah. a pretty meticulous drive. We had a couple couple say I think uh, one of those drives, Jarius had that dumb penalty. Um, no, it was, uh, it, was it was the it was the no that was later that was that was later okay. the the holding penalty that was overtime yeah for sure yeah okay. but uh anyways yep. Niners go down score a touchdown uh Jawan Jennings who ends up being the first or the second player in Super Bowl history to throw a touchdown and receive a touchdown um matching Nick Foles's uh accomplishment which is pretty crazy um yeah. so yeah they scored a touchdown big Big uh, thing at that though, uh, the extra point ends up getting blocked by Leo Chanel slash uh, Mike Dana slash whoever. Both of them. Yeah, I, think both got got it. I think they gave it to Leo officially, but I am almost positive there were two hands that got a piece of. Yeah, that and I swear when I swear when I saw the replay multiple times, the hand that hit it was connected to a black man. So I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. I was unless, very convinced by it. But Leo Chanel got the credit yeah. for it and. Shout out! I mean, both of them would have blocked it probably anyways. Whoever, but that of course, ended up credit for it. I'm sorry, that's, that's <laughs> but that important. ended up being a very, a very big uh, block um, that ended up mattering quite a lot throughout the rest it, of the game. Because um, the 49ers only went up, yeah, so the Niners only went up three points obviously after that instead of four points, um, which then triggered just uh, a litany of field goals, <laughs> a couple uh, field goals from from both sides, including. Uh, Harrison Butker setting and breaking the Super Bowl record, uh, which was set early, earlier in the night by Jake the kick, Moody. The kick before, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, literally said yeah. right before that, and then Harrison Butker goes out and Let sits a, check, a, a. I think that was. I think right. it was a 57 yeah. yard field goal. Um, Harrison just over like, hey, it's a nice record you got there. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I misspoke. Mo- Moody got the record in the first quarter with the 55. The one before Harrison's was a 53. So then yeah. Harrison right. broke it with a 57? 
think it was 57. 57. Yeah. Which, um, by the way, on that 57-yard field goal, Tommy Townsend made an incredible play to help James yeah. Winchester yeah. out because the snap was way high. And he <laughs> got it not and behind him a little bit almost. Like it was over here yeah. a little. I've seen yeah. those I've seen those snaps go turn into so this it's one of those things that you don't kickers and punters, all that, we don't think about them unless they don't do their job right. Especially um, a guy like James Winchester who's been here forever and never really gets talked about because he never really screws up. Yeah. Um Tommy saved I mean he saved three points because here's the thing, when that happens, you have a you have not even a full second to figure out what you're doing, right? So yeah. here's what. So normally you're catching it right here, chest level. You're putting the ball down, and it's automatic. These guys practice this a hundred times a day, mm -hmm. right? So what happens is this ball comes out, and it's 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 almost perfectly vertical above Tommy Townsend's head. So instead of being here, he comes up here, and you're like, oh, what's well, a That's big difference? Well, it's, it's a extra. It's it's a timing thing. Yeah. yeah, and so you you even see it when he comes down, he spikes it. You can see how fast he's moving. <laughs> but the other thing that you're trying to figure out in that in that moment in that play is is my kicker even going to be able to get this down, right? Or do I need to make you know pull the audible, pull the ball, and try to you know throw it, try to do something else with it? And Trust I've seen. Butt I mean, you, you want to talk about you know um, trusting your guy? Yeah. Oh yeah, trusting your guy. But examples, uh, Tony Romo in the booth knows exactly. <laughs> How, how I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. I mean, you think about the most iconic, yep. you know, play in his career. Um, yeah. Not a good one. It was a very similar situation where he caught the ball, went to place it, and the, the timing was off. So he took it and tried to throw it, and <laughs> obviously it didn't work out. But for yeah. for Tommy to have that cool, because they have they have that power, right? When you're the when you're the the, mm. uh, the holder, right? You make that call. If the play breaks down, you've got to make that call. Um, and, and there was a moment I was like, oh god. Yeah, um, it, it was a little bit of a low kick still. I mean, it, it Well, it had it to be because he, it's, yeah. he was probably digging it out of the dirt a little bit after. Exactly, after yeah. I mean, it wasn't like said, it wasn't a beautiful kick, but Harrison. That's trust in each other. And, that's yeah. 57. And that was from 57, 57. and it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. whole operation yeah, wasn't the, perfect. I got the fourth yeah. brand shirt on for a reason today because both Harrison Butker and Tommy Townsend definitely deserve huge kudos uh, yeah. for their yeah, performance. That, I mean, that that's such a, it was such an important kick and such a clutch moment. And yeah. I just don't know, again, if, it, if like, it's one of those things that's going to get lost, but man, Tommy deserves some love for that the, one. Cause we don't, we don't, we're not in it without that. We talk about special teams being a factor in this game, even though everybody likes to hate on the special teams portions of these games. And by the way, a blocked extra point and a field goal that probably doesn't happen without two, without an excellent special teams player are yeah. largely the difference in this football game. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, those, yeah. There's no overtime yeah. touchdown if those two plays don't happen. So yeah. the block and the field goal both going that way the Chiefs needed them to is the only reason that game is in overtime. Yeah. So that leads us to the uh, the third and four, the uh, the infamous third and four blitz. Kyle, I know you love this blitz. It was if one you of don't the. Love blitz, you don't love football. Yeah. Maybe we, maybe it might go down else. as the best defensive back blitz of all time. I mean, uh, it, it, it's got to be up there. It's yeah. perfect. He does everything right, and it, it's it's so well done that Trent McDuffie, man. Tony Romo was immediately like, oh, they, he had no chance. Like, no yeah. chance. Yeah. Just uh, the like, absolute perfect DB blitz. They don't, show, 
they don't show pressure to start this yeah. play. Their alignment, they are set up essentially that it looks like they're going to just drop, rush four, and play coverage. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Brock looks down to the center to get the snap, Trent takes one step to his left it's and is ready. It's like, and I'm going. And as soon as the ball snapped, you see Brock come up and he's like, uh, where's he? What? what? <laughs> he's right there all of a sudden. Yeah. And, and that effectively killed their drive. And they got him a few times. Brock hit yeah. some throws. He played really well. He played a lot better than I anticipated him to. The yeah. Spags, Spags and them gave him a ton of credit, which I'm sure Tom will talk about. Yeah. Um, they, look, he was going to get you sometimes because he's got enough weaponry that somebody's going to be open one, once in a while, and you're not going to get there. And there were a few of those. And we talked about some of the decisions they made in the first half on the zone. But when it mattered, when they really needed one, whether it was dialing up, whether, whatever the pre- – they, they dialed up pressure pretty much every time they needed something, mm-hmm. a big play. It was just mm-hmm. who got free – whether it was Trent on like the third and four, whether it was Chris coming free on the end zone touchdown that he de- derailed that's coming up in a little while. Like all of these different decisions by Spags to spam that button in different manners yep. against a quarterback that he's only played like 15 games. Yeah. Brock's not played a ton of games in the NFL yet. He got yeah. hurt. He was the backup first. He came in kids played above and beyond what i what a lot of people thought he would oh, and me myself sure. included but at the end of the day the the coordinator and the guy who's yeah, you now got the best defensive coordinator the, on the other side of the ball he has the only he's the only defensive coordinator with four rings yep yep and only and one of them only, only coordinator comes, period in nfl history with four rings and he, and one of them comes with clamping up moss and brady and an undefeated patriots team yeah, is that good? Pretty So yeah. that blitz, the fact that McDuffie can time the eyeball—that's why he won all slot corner all pro without having an interception. That yeah. that kind of behavior is why. Now the other part is we've got to stop talking about him as a slot corner because he plays the boundary as much as he plays the slot, and he smothered Debo. The <laughs> play in the end zone oh. the deep ball yeah the deep ball yeah. that Purdy threw that i just you, absolutely you tracking Debo the entire way you remember the 2020 super bowl when emmanuel sanders was naked but jimmy garoppolo missed him yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so, so the niners fixed the I jimmy garoppolo the problem the niners fixed the jimmy garoppolo problem they got brock purdy and that ball was on target yeah. The Chiefs fixed the uh, secondary fixed issue. Why that? Trent McDuffie said, I don't care if the ball's on target. It's not getting there. Yeah. yeah. I, so I, I want to say this just to give, you know, um, give Brock Purdy his due. Um, I think going back and comparing those two Super Bowls, um, I definitely felt more better. nervous with Brock Purdy dropping back to pass than I ever did with Jimmy Garoppolo. He was way better. Um, he was way more on top. Yeah, I mean, he just has the ability to play outside of structure more. And He was making some good uh, throws, for sure. Yeah. yeah, he just sees things better, I think, than Garoppolo. Because I know that during that game, like, um, and there was a different, you know, both very different teams at the time um, than what we saw this week. But um, Both still got got, but not Brock not nearly yeah. as much. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I am. So while we're talking about that, I do want to. I want to read this quote from Albert Breer because we talked about this before the show. Um, he tweeted this out earlier today. He said, 
One 49ers thing that I took away from reporting this last night, some may question Brock Purdy, but Steve Spagnuolo and the Chiefs' defensive staff doesn't. They were blown away by how he ripped apart their zone looks. One of the coaches told me he sees Drew Brees' qualities in Purdy. And so, again, that shift away from that zone was not necessarily the plan, but, you know, he was doing – and he was. He was picking apart the zones on some of those blitzes. They weren't weren't getting home, so then they switched to man, um, which was a bold move because offensively the 49ers have a lot of – um, weapons, but it worked out because our guys were up to the task. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Trent, McDuffie, Trent McDuffie, phenomenal. Legereus Sneed, phenomenal. I mean, I yeah. think they held Debo and Ayuk um, collectively to under 100 yards, like seven catches for 100 yards, like 99 yards or something. Yeah, um, they, they locked them down pretty hard. That that duo so, is definitely. I mean, uh, they yeah. had Tom Debo Two and Ayuk. Debo and Ayuk had. Bell. Six catches uh, combined for it looks like eighty-two yards. Okay, so I was giving them more credit than they deserve. That is <laughs> yeah, insane. That, now, obviously, you know they got they fed Juwan Jennings and he benefited from that a little bit. Yeah, Juwan Jennings had a good night. You, know you are if yeah. You gotta, if if, the, if if you're gonna play the 49ers and you gotta you know Juwan Jennings is the one that's gonna you're gonna beat me with Juwan Jennings then yeah I'm gonna make you beat me with Juwan Jennings you're gonna earn that W that yeah. way then. So, another guy who had a really good night is uh, another wide receiver, Chris Conley, which was a little uh, blast from the Chiefs. He had his catch. Right there. He yeah, had he his catch. Yeah. No, Chris was, he made... was, he was inspired. He was playing special teams. He came yeah. in. He was, he, oh, he was excellent. Special teams, he did everything he did in Kansas City. I was honestly happy to see Chris Bowen. Like, like, Chris yeah. is a good guy. He, he had, had a better revenge game or a redemption game, game or a whatever game than uh, Charvarius did. Yeah, or Nick Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll get to Nick. I've got I've there, yeah we'll Nick, Nick. But uh, I will say uh, the right. last thing about that Trent McDuffie blitz, uh, awesome blitz, and it kind of reminded me. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember it uh, last year, uh, Jarius Sneed when he we were playing Tom Brady and he adjusted his gloves pre-snap and then blitzed him and got a strip sack on Tom Brady. I think it was last year. I think it was twenty twenty two that they they hit him with it. But uh, yeah, he adjusted adjusted his gloves. And uh, I, remember, and, I know the exact play, yeah. I know the yeah. play you're talking about. I just remember what yeah. you that was. It was just one of those things that's like just absolute teach tape timing perfect. Like, it's just, yeah, it's beautiful to watch. It really is a beautiful thing to watch when you just there's a couple times where I mean, they had some free rushers, the, the Chiefs had some free rushers on uh, on the on the 49ers, and it, it paid off. So, yeah, so there's that. There's a little um, bit of discussion to be had with the improvement also, and I think we kind of maybe skipped it on accident a little bit, but the O-line um, and b- yes. from the first half to the second yeah. half, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was improvement, but also there was only really one play where either tackle had a problem, and it was on the same play, and it was the sack. Um, Chase yeah. Young beat, they both beat, got beat at the same time. Donovan Smith way. basically off the drop, and Jawan yeah, was yeah. not much far by him, Nick Bosa. Now, I say all that to say this. After that, other than that, no. It was uh, an extraordinarily good game by this offensive line on, line on yeah. almost all accounts. Creed, please, God, work on the snap. Please. Yeah, I mean, Creed had Creed had a couple of plays that he really dominated some guys. and had a, he Took had a good Fred Warner otherwise. out the club. Yep. Yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. definitely going to have to be something we work on in the offseason, Creed. Got to get that. I mean, it's it, – I mean, it, it won. The reason the game went to overtime, I'm not trying to hate yeah. on creed at all but that snap yeah on the drive that leads to the final field goal that we that we kick after the third down play yeah. that we're to, that we're because we're there now should have been a touchdown it it's probably six 
if Mahomes isn't scraping it off of his ankle because yeah, Rasheed Rice to, is wide open. And he had to uh, kindly tell Rasheed Rice that after the play in uh, in, some, well, in so many words. We talked about the competitive uh, <laughs> yeah, conversations hey, on the sideline. Hey, Rasheed came hey, over mother, and told Patrick. Patrick. Well, Rasheed came over and told Patrick, uh, dude, I was open, bro. Yeah. Throw me the ball. And Patrick um, decided to uh, tell – this is courtesy of John Boy here. Um, yeah. Hey, MFR, that ball hit me in my ankle. I think I think he specifically said he rolled the effing ball to ball me. to my ankle, and then <laughs> yeah. and then Rasheed said, "Okay, then let's go, let's go, let's yeah. like, so." So again, hey, I mean, hey, that's how competitors talk, you know. That's how that's how competitors do it. And, and Patrick let's... after the game said he appreciated it, and Rasheed mm-hmm. after the game said, "No, that that's how we have that's how it is around yeah. here." Yeah, hey, I mean, Rasheed wants the ball. Yeah, it goes back to our Travis Kelsey conversation with Andy earlier, and it goes back to this team and Patrick and Andy and Patrick and Travis. Were asked about it by Chris Berman and Co. on ESPN afterwards, and they basically both said that's just that's competitive. That's how we do things. That just shows how much everybody here wants to win. Yeah. So I, I'm going to pause for a second because I want to talk about Rasheed Rice specifically. First of all, um, the comments that Pat made at the end of the or after the game about uh, yeah. he goes, yeah, Rasheed lives <laughs> down in Texas, so uh, he's going to see a lot of him this offseason. I was like, okay. He talks about how he thinks, you know, uh, Rasheed Rice can be one of the better receivers in this league or one of the best receivers of this week uh, in the league. Um, so that, that you know, vote of confidence is huge. Um, the other thing with that, like you just said, it's that competitive. You don't, as a rookie. No, quote EB. Quote him. You, you know, he's not a rookie anymore, but like you got to understand competitive Rasheed Rice is not, he's not dumb. He knows exactly who he's talking to. Yeah. He, he realizes that he's talking to the best quarterback in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And he knows, he knows his tone. He knows like, he knows all that stuff, but that goes again, back to those relationships and back to that. And you know what? You don't see a lot of guys having those conversations. There's maybe one or two other guys on this roster who could talk to, to Pat Mahomes that way. Yeah. Um, one of them being respect. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, yeah so those are respectful. Um, it, it is, sure. it's, like, it's that competitive, competitive respect. That's what we'll call it. Um, yep. And it's earned. And it is yeah. earned. She sure did and, earn it this entire season and in that game. And I mean, he has he earned it, it, and that game. relationship is is growing. Um, and and they are. Um, he's gonna be a dog. I mean, he's gonna he be is, a dog. <laughs> again, I mean, we could put a bow on it a little bit for his, his season, but like the one of the things that we saw um, down the, the stretch. For- rookie receptions in a, in the playoffs, yeah. I believe. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Did. Well, and, and just that Crazy. that trust that Mahomes is growing with um with him, huge. And, and you start to see yeah. that it's the little nuances, it's the little things. And I'm I'm sure that's why, you know, Rice was so frustrated because he was probably expecting the ball to be there. And probably right. nine well, hey, times would boom, here we go. As for the Creed snap issue, um man, it was weird because Creed is usually automatic and I don't, you know, it might have just been that he was hyped, and, and I'll just say this: once you like have the issue, it's a it's like a mental thing, right? Because like it disrupts that yeah. process. Um, you want it to be automatic. You want it to be like you know, you like almost like breathing. You don't want to have to think about it, and then the moment you have to start thinking about it, it becomes harder. So yep. if you're a high anxiety person like me, and right now you're like, oh god, I'm breathing and counting your breaths right now. I'm sorry, um, you know, but like <laughs> I'm sure Creed was dealing with that mentally, like okay, get the get the ball up, get the ball up, get the ball up. And then it yeah, just disrupts your whole process. There's definitely a, uh, a thing 
it seems like it's gotten a little bit progressively worse throughout Creed's career, and this season it kind of was the worst, I think, um, so far. I definitely more yeah. noticeable than most seasons. It's a high-pressure um, situation, and like I said, it's, hey, it's also this is more than just this Creed. Game. Yeah, also, Creed is a phenomenal player and a very talented yeah. football player, and I can almost assure you that if he goes into the offseason making that a point of emphasis, like, hey, Which I let's just will. fix the snapping. He's a professional. He's going to be good. Um, I, I I have a lot of trust and confidence that he'll figure that thing out. But yeah, I'm not. But it's yeah, tough when Mahomes has to be in a, well, in a crouching stance every single door. every single uh, snap because he just has to get that low. You know, I think it's an excellent point though that Tom brings up where and you guys talked about where it's like that thing that disrupts your process a little bit and it's something you have to think about. And there was another guy that dealt with something along those lines. From week one, when Chris Collinsworth painted a bullseye on his back, <laughs> and he didn't have any problems. And you yeah. know what? He was excellent all game long. He did his job against Nick Bosa, against chasing whoever he was asked to take care of. Yeah. Most tackles did after all the noise, all the talk, all the mm-hmm. stuff, all year long. That offensive line did their job all night long. They sure did. They sure they got did. got way better in the second half. Other than a couple of brief things in the first half on a couple of run plays, and then most of that I think had to do with the scripted and the Niners kind of knew, thought they had a pretty good idea of what the first few plays were going to be and some of the stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, they played really well. And yeah. it can't be said enough because those guys got killed for a lot of things, and they stepped up and played lights out like they needed to, like they were supposed to, and Juwan earned his contract. I, I'll yeah. Ironically, there were a couple Eight. times where the uh, 49ers right tackle was – you know, uh, jumping just like they, and you know what? Like I said, I crazy. don't consider that. I mean, it's it's more about a timing thing, and if you get away with it, you get away. With, like that's good, good right. for you. Yeah. So hey, normal person knows, like, hey, that's a thing that happens pretty much every single snap. Like that's just a thing. You time the snap, you yeah. know, big whoop. But they really made also, it like, under one, of course. So he also mm-hmm. collected his neck, his the uh, the set. Jawan now has the set. He has the yeah. set of Bosa's because he mugged <laughs> Joey in Jacksonville against the Chargers last year yeah, before he came to Kansas City, and he got himself Nick Bosa. Now, we're in overtime, right? We're at the point where we're ready to talk about overtime? Yeah, so let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about it here. Overtime happens. Um, obviously, a big kind of controversial thing that kind of came out after the game, the, the Niners' decision <laughs> in overtime. They win the toss. They go tails again, uh, and they decide to receive the ball. Um, which I didn't, uh, yeah, not so. Yeah. The, the way that the overtime rules have been changed and they were changed because, uh, not because the chiefs, because the Buffalo bills lost the chiefs. They didn't happen. It didn't change when the chiefs lost in these situations, Mm -hmm. when the chiefs beat someone using these rules, then they had to be changed. Of course, let's not make that confused. Um, so yeah, the way the overtime rules work, both teams are guaranteed a full possession and that's a full possession. Mm -hmm going into the end of overtime into the next quarter of overtime, if, if I'm not mistaken. So this yep. is something that no it's matter what, it's each game. team gets a full possession. Um, you either mm-hmm. win or lose. So the 49ers, they elect to receive, essentially letting Kansas City know exactly what they need what to do on offense do. when they have their possession. Um, yep. So the 49ers now, go down the field. They end up scoring a field goal, which, you know, that, that then tells Kansas City, hey, yeah, not a, yeah, not enough. First of all, but um, mm-hmm. definitely a questionable decision that uh, ended up after the game. The 49ers players came out and said like, they didn't even know 
that that was the that was the overtime rule, which is crazy that you don't know yeah. that's the overtime rule. Um, Yo, when Eric tranquil. Armstead said he found out on the Jumbotron, and Kyle Juszczyk's like, I didn't yeah. know what that was. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on the flip side of that, Drew Tranquil came out and and said after the game that, and Patrick Mahomes alluded to it Chris in a, Jones. In a or two. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they every single week of the playoffs, they they went over the overtime rules. They started they in training camp. Yeah, and they started in training yeah. camp every week of the playoffs. They went over it, and they did it twice in their Super Bowl prep. Uh, which Mahomes alluded to in one of his postgame interviews. Like, I kind of got hot and tired of hearing about this in in the meetings, but when it came to to time, we knew what to do. You know, so that's mm-hmm. that's about being prepared and having that level of red, level of readiness that uh, that you know what you're doing in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Boys, we misordered the uh, Trent McDuffie play. That blitz was in overtime on that. Field. I was gonna say, I thought so. Now that we we're talking about it. The fourth and five field goal was after the third and five play where they tried to go to uh, Juwan Jennings and Trent was all up in his space. Yeah. Okay. So okay. that makes sense. So real quick to the overtime thing, um, you know, it's I don't think it's as egregious of as a mistake to necessarily want to take the ball first, especially if you think you know it, it's it's do you want the information or do you want the power to you know because you know Shanahan explained like hey like. We want it to be if it goes punch for punch, we get the we get the overtime. You're not yeah, getting yeah. the ball back. The yeah. The problem, you know, obviously with that is you went field goal. So like you, I just it feels well, to me like one some of that. It wasn't an informed yeah. decision because if you're gonna do that, especially against when Patrick Mahomes is on the other side, that's when you need to push it and go for six. The every time. only also, time that you're taking the ball. F- go ahead, Garrett. Well, yeah. The. You're, you're right, Kyle. You're about, you're about to say something that's correct. Uh, also, the other problem with that whole thinking, though, even if the 49ers knew what they were doing and, and knew how overtime worked in the end and they scored a touchdown, Chris Jones said after the game that they were going for two no matter what. If they if yeah. they score a touchdown afterward, like they're just scoring a touchdown and going for two. So you're not getting the ball back ever. No matter, No situation in the Chiefs' mind do the 49ers yeah. get two possessions in the overtime, which I think the 49ers kind of thought they might have. You know, The yep. only way that you can use Kyle Shanahan's logic for why he did that is if you are telling your team, we're going Dan Campbell, I'm going for it no matter what, because we need eight points to make sure we get a second possession in this game. Because if I'm looking took that field goal and I was like, Oh, that's why I say you can't put the logic out that he put out post game. Once you made the field goal choice, because once you made the field goal decision, you're, Look, field goal range for Harrison Butker was proven already to be 57 yards in that game, not even a mm-hmm. five, 25 seconds, like five minutes before that. 10 minutes before yeah. that. Yeah. That means with Patrick Mahomes getting the ball at the 25-yard line, because you've been kicking it out of the end zone all friggin' night, he's got to go 35 yards. Give or take. Maybe 40 yeah. most. Um just to get Harrison in range to tie you to then get to your magic scenario where you get the ball back. <laughs> also, when's the last time that it was a good idea to let Patrick Mahomes have the opportunity to call game if he wants to? Yeah. Uh, well, so before we yeah. hold on, because we're going to talk about that in just yeah. a moment. Because, because we got to go back. Like we but, said, that makes the, whole, the whole logic makes no sense unless you're going for eight points on that drive for San Francisco. That's the yeah. only way. So you're once right. you do that, and then you get because they, by the way, 
the fourth and four play that we talked about on the third and floor that was a blitz, they were in the Chiefs' red zone. Oh, yeah. I thought for sure. If, I was like, if they convert this, it's a ball game. But I did say the reason that he didn't, and I bet you I, I know why, it was, I believe, third, fourth and three or second. Yeah, they went backwards at one point or yeah. pretty close to it or went no gain yeah. on that on that play. And when that mm-hmm. happened, I yeah, was, was like, no he on may not down. go for it now. And as soon yeah. as he kicked the field goal, I was like, that was a mistake. You you can't. You were in touchdown range. You, if yeah. you're in touchdown range and you're playing against Patrick Mahomes. Hey, don't, you you don't tell him that. <laughs> field goals do what in the playoffs? It's not just a saying from us. It's just, just said forever. They lose you games. You have yeah. to score touchdowns in the playoffs. And I know yeah. that there were other field goals kicked throughout the game, but when they matter most, seven has to be the goal. And in that case, yeah. eight, because if you get seven, there's a better than real chance they're going to trust the most expensive quarterback on the planet with the ball over kicking the ball back to you and hoping it goes well. See, and that's where and that's where we talked about this earlier, like the, the most tense point for Panic. the game really was that blitz for me, that, that set of downs, because I thought, man, if they convert this here, it's ball game. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. And then I was calm because I was like, all right, Pat's about to do Pat's shit. And it's Pat you know, time right now for real. Walk, yep, it's, I said, all right, here we go. Like that's why when you're that's really, when I was like, all right, yep, last drive, I was like, no, once the ball once once the ball was in Patrick's hand at the end yeah. of the game. Yeah. There was confidence, was like, but it was still it was still very stressful. So yeah, like I said, that last drive. Um so we have to talk was, about the last drive because it was yeah, so 13 plays, 75 perfect. yards. And and it was it was how many plays? Thirteen. Sorry about that. Magic number, magic number. Scripted. Taylor number, isn't it? Scripted. Yep, it is Taylor number. Yeah. Uh, But um, yeah, like like we alluded to, like I alluded to earlier, you know, there's the the third and one that became a fourth and one. That was a little nerve wracking. Um, Also, we need to clarify the overtime rules a little bit more. Okay. Because there's some misconception at the end of this drive. Yeah. When they get down to the end of the drive, everybody's like, oh, why aren't they worried about the clock? Uh, the clock doesn't matter. It's a new game. Right. So even if the clock expires at the end of that first quarter, because both teams had not finished their initial possession, it was gone to we the second just moved to the next quarter. Yeah. So I want to talk about that for a second, because I, I think that that actually played into the Chiefs' favor a little bit. So here, here's – and I, I haven't gone back to, to watch this on the All-22. So You're talking about Tom and Jerry? Well, I'm, I'm I'm talking about that play, but I'm also talking about you know they're kind of going like hurry up, no huddle, and it's like everyone's going, why aren't they calling time out? Why are they? And like I they don't need to. I know, but I, I with how <laughs> or Niners might not have known that. <laughs> I wanted to know if maybe they were waiting for the because they just seemed unprepared, and it, yeah. and that's where it's like you know the the understanding like, that rule. Yeah, they, it seemed like they um, the Chiefs had a better idea of that situation than what the the 49ers did. Oh, without and question. All of the Chiefs have to use their to, to catch them with their guard down a little bit. All because, of the Chiefs you know, knew the rules. They were, All of them. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't playing. They were it was it was that it was a weird because their behavior in the field, they're like, oh hurry up, hurry up. Right. And then it's and like, well, they've got like, time out. Why aren't they, you know, yeah. why aren't they calling timeouts? But also, are we about to win this? Like, what's going on? If you don't know that rule, just like there was a lot right. of us. I think the Niners almost had to have been thinking like they have to be calling a timeout. Yeah, right? they're going to call no a timeout they're or they're going to talk or something. Like, there's no way they're going to play without calling a timeout, you know? I'm and certain then they there just... were guys on that field who were yeah. not sure what was happening. 
and then the Chiefs just still continue to line up. And and like uh, Kyle alluded to, Tom and Jerry happens, which is that's that's the play, by the way. That is the play of the Super Bowl. Um, this, the Super Bowl wing play, McCole Hardman runs the corn dog motion, which uh, the same motion we saw score twice in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, a little bit different play and concept uh, this time called Tom and Jerry. Um, that ends up being the winner, you know, and uh, you can see the 49ers really just weren't prepared really at all for that play, but especially they, they weren't even looking at me cold, basically the entire play, all the eyes were on Patrick and yeah. uh, you know, the <laughs> cold motions cuts back and, and he's just wide open for a touchdown. Um, when I saw, when I saw <laughs> the whip motion to the short side of oh. the field, yeah. As soon as I saw McColl come in motion to the shorts, I was like, oh, he's going to. Oh, my God. And he's put his foot in the ground. And as soon as he put his foot in the ground, I was like, he's wide open. There's yeah, not going to be anybody there. Yeah. And sure enough, Charvarius Ward's like, where's he going? Yeah. My favorite part of that play is watching, is watching that play back and watching Travis Kelsey on that play. Because he just runs a route. And as soon as yeah, he sees like, Charvarius Ward is on him, he just looks at the Jumbotron. And starts and puts his hands up. We did it. We freaking won the Super Bowl. And like Patrick's that. like, holy crap, he's open. <laughs> like, you can see Patrick like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Pat was about to just run himself. And he's like, oh, he's wide-ass open. Okay. But, well, because that's why they called it Tom and Jerry, because he had two different options. Jerry yeah, McKinnon. Had, that was the whole, the whole thing was, yeah, you have Jerick McKinnon almost like going inside on a shovel pass. Nick Bosa ends up biting on him instead of biting Again, on Mahomes. Which, which we get to talk about through this drive. Yeah, so that, uh, of course. And then so Mahomes is wide open to, to then throw the, the pass to um, McCole Hardman. And, and, I, and you said your favorite play was Travis? Goal. You said your favorite part of that play was Travis's expre- the whole Travis section of it? I yeah. think mine is the defender that's closest to Patrick that you see his eyes in the shot when Patrick's getting ready to throw the ball and you see him go realize like, yeah, turns oh, his head and goes. Hell. This isn't oh. good. Oh, there are like you can right you there. can see the there eyes he, open and the realization come oh. across that dude's face as that play is happening. And there it, he is. There it he was goes. so good. He's gone. I enjoy, because then you just and McColl said it. He like blacked out, man. He was like, I got I don't know. I Yeah, yeah. he just holds the ball up at the end. He's just like and then drops what, do what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do with my hands? Right, he dropped it because you know if he was paying attention, like he was there and he was fully with it, he'd have been holding that thing like <laughs> this, bro. That's the sin- yeah. that's the clincher. So yeah, we talked about Nick Bosa biting on the Jarek McKinnon portion of this play. We talked with Taylor Witt last Friday. I was like, Swift? Was- you talked with Taylor Swift? You didn't tell oh, me? Pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> Taylor Witt. Pretty close. Uh, from it's always sunny in Chiefs Kingdom pod. Shout out to those guys over there. Taylor came on. We talked about the last time that the Chiefs and the Niners played one another. Nick mm-hmm. Bosa had a really long day because Andy Reid attacked him in about a hundred different ways. Yeah. Yep. We saw it again this time, and especially in the section that matters most, this drive, this this end of the drive. So let's do this. Patrick Mahomes was. Eight for eight for 42 yards on this drive. That good? He was also 27 of their rushing yards on the drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how, many how many yards is that? How many yards is that? I thought he was going to take off on that one. 27. Score. 
I thought he was yeah. going to just take it and score. I yeah, like, I thought oh that, yeah. Down to the 15 or down to the inside. Yeah, the I, didn't realize, I didn't realize they were that far out, but like when he took off, I was like, is he just going to run it in for a touchdown? I thought about it for a second. Oh I was like, God. Titans run again? No, yeah. Titans run again? I was like, Jesus. But yeah. he had 69 of the team's 75 yards he accounted for. Nice. On that <laughs> Very nice. Very um, nice. The runs that you were talking about on that play, both of them, one of them on fourth down and one at the uh, – Kansas City 34 yard line. That was the first set of downs for this drive of the 13 play drive. Mm-hmm. They ran a zone read where they yeah. left Nick Bosa completely unblocked. Didn't touch him. Didn't even look at him. Yep. Well, I take that back. I can't say they didn't look at him because Patrick looked directly into his eyes and said, the whole way. Bye-bye. Held the ball out and watched Nick Bosa do what Nick Bosa does. Crash on the running back way too hard and be over aggressive because he can't stay disciplined and control the edge. Well, okay, that that was part of what the early struggles was he was playing that way, but again, down uh, the stretch, he got he fell into bad habits. Got bad habits. It's because what happens in 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 crunch time and in pressure situations and in stuff when you're not yeah. thinking about what yeah, you're doing and you're play. just gotta, playing. Yeah. Well, you're but but when you get into the big sections, right? You don't you're not supposed to be thinking because if you're thinking, you're losing. Well, when you right. stop thinking about stuff that's not traditionally in your nature and you're having to adjust to that, you go back to your old ways. So what did they do when they knew it mattered? They attacked him openly. And do you Give know what it. happened again? They put him in a blender. And do you know what really happened at the end? They took his soul. Watch <laughs> the interview with him after the game. I got to give my oh. boy Abstract credit. He tweeted it. I don't, think, I don't know if it was this morning or after the game. Quote, I couldn't look anyone in the eyes, not especially my teammates. I we all could I could have done more. We all could have done more. I need to find more of that. I need I don't think I saw enough 49ers um, tears after the game. I saw I a tell, lot of cheese positivities, but I need to see some 49ers tears. We talked about Andy and what he would do with Nick Bosa. And they not just Nick Bosa guys, they attacked their best players all night. They attacked yep. Trent Williams. They attacked Debo mm-hmm. Samuel. They attacked Brandon Ayuk. They attacked Fred Warner. They got in George Kittle's face. Kyle Juszczyk did not have a good time. He had two catches, but most of that was early on. They, they, the 49ers, each one of the best 49ers players, all had a moment where they didn't have a good moment, or multiple. All of them. Yeah. Most of your Chiefs had big moments and didn't have bad ones. And so not, not a fun night for the 49ers. When it comes down to yeah. Andy, that's where Andy needs more credit because nobody but Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, the offense, and several of us who have watched this team thought they were going to pull zone reads out of their bag. But as soon as I saw the alignment and that Nick Bosa was going to be left unblocked, yeah. Yeah. I was yep. like, they're going to run off of him. Yeah. They're literally they're going right to around read the corner. Nick Bosa. And every time he dove on the running back and – the first one was a eight-yard carry for a first down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The second one, where is it? Second uh, one was a uh... thirteen yards, and they called it a scramble. I guess um, was a third and one at the San Francisco thirty-two. Yeah. The run where you guys talked about him for thirteen yards, but they so ran zone read. Yards. They went for thirteen. Okay. 19 yards to the 13. I'm sorry. They ran the zone read, I think, three or four different rides. And it's not just a zone read. It's a zone read with an arrow or a quick out concept, whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. that little out route. 
Not only does that route on the outside give Patrick a if Nick Bosa actually does come with me instead of getting to Pacheco, I can still dump it to Travis or whoever mm -hmm. the receiver. There was a Rasheed receiver there. Travis was there one time. They used different guys as that out route there. But each time there was an out route there, it also functions as a lead blocker once yeah. Nick Bosa overcommitted. So once that happens, he's now out the back to run. That is why Patrick Mahomes is the leading rusher all time in the Super Bowl, in Super Bowl history, at 172 yards, which, by the way, he already had before the game started because he was a yard ahead of Joe Montana, but now he's just increased that number. Um, pretty good. What they did to Nick Bosa is what they've done to Nick Bosa just about every time they've played him, and, it, and it's mm -hmm. been fantastic to watch. The difference this time was, besides Mitch Schwartz doing it to him, they, they used Jawan Taylor, and Jawan Taylor had similar success. Yep. And they chipped him, too. Yeah. They chipped him, and they beat him up. They hit him with Jet. They hit him with Travis. They hit him with Noah. They hit him. They were they were doing everything that we've seen Andy do forever against big-time defensive pass rushers, and it worked. Oh, yeah, dude. Yep. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, shout-out out to Derek real quick because we're talking about all those other pieces, getting that. Yeah. He, he was the one who caught the, the fourth and one. That was a big conversion. Um Talk about everything that took to get him to play. Um, that and then audible? also having him, having him around for, for pass protection. Yep. Big deal for he, this game. He had a good so, role. There's, yeah, we're, there, we're, we'll shout out a couple players here at the end. Um, Mahomes, I, th I don't think Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Mahomes out of his mind. I don't think we gave Travis Kelsey enough dues. Uh, he was like one yeah. for one in the first half. And then his second half was unheard of. Yeah, absolutely came out firing in the second half. Just vintage Travis Kelsey. They started feeding him mm -hmm. the ball more. That last overtime drive, I think they had two or three plays to him. That I mean, he almost scored at the end there. He was he was driving you near the cover end. Him. You can't yeah. cover him. And yeah, he, he's. I give. I feel for yeah. the Niners because when they lost Drake Green, Greenlaw, Oren Burks came in, and Oren Burks did not have fun the rest of the day. Yeah, and that hurt. But yeah, not ideal. You know, you they they took advantage of the opportunities. They took advantage of the mistakes. Even after making mistakes their own, San Francisco mm -hmm. did not capitalize off of them. The Chiefs yeah. did. And that's true. That's true. When you put this all together, you get to the end of it and you and you finish that out with with a another play where it's a staple. They knew they had something they liked. They had one in the well that they definitely thought they could win with. They went to it and it worked again. Mm -hmm. It's you watched that was the culmination of the whole season of this whole yeah. run of all of the frustrations and all of the stuff. And you saw it with the way those guys celebrated. Watch mm -hmm. how Patrick celebrates that. <laughs> Watch how the... Willie Gay and Clyde celebrate. Yeah. We didn't even get to uh, talk really about awesome. Neil Farrell yeah. or Malik Herring or yeah, you all watch the that, guys. That Clyde and uh Willie clip that, at your that, own risk. Oh Keep some Lord. Kleenex nearby. Yeah, yeah. onions Ooh. were in the area. There were lots of onions. Yeah, the celebration afterwards was awesome. I, we'll, we'll get into that right here. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. Obviously, uh, Andy Reid tackling Chris Jones basically <laughs> and like laying on top of him. That yeah, was that pretty was awesome. Like, that was one of you ever seen you'll ever Andy see Reed do that. Yeah, yeah. That was, Shout out Wanye Morris for saving Miss Tammy from a Gatorade bath. <laughs> that was that was a hilarious clip. A very Miss respectful Tammy, move. Gatorade Miss bath. Tammy, yeah. Hey, move. everybody out the way. Come on, Tammy, get out the way. And then they hit him with the purple Gatorade. Uh, anyone who bet that one, good good on you. 
Uh, which is good, which is mad. smart. That, that there was, was almost a no Gatorade. It's, it's always been purple. For yeah, there was almost a no Gatorade. Yeah, I was, I was so. a little sus there for a second. Um, Andy was trying to get away. <laughs> he did. He tried to avoid it. Didn't work. Um, the, the other, always, yeah. The other uh, big celebration moment that everyone witnessed, obviously, uh, Taylor and Travis just having a. Taylor had a day, y'all. Taylor had Taylor a day. sure had a day. She she was only shown for like one percent of the Super Bowl broadcast, so we can't complain about it too much, less, guys. Less than a full minute. Yeah. Who had Ice Spice on their bingo card with her in the in the booth? Yeah, Ice Spice sure and Blake did. Lively up there with her. That was pretty. Blake, cool, I but... did. Ice Spice, I yeah. didn't have on the bingo. Card. Listen, yeah, she... I say I say we start shipping Tommy Townsend and Ice Spice. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> Like, hey, man. Tommy, Tommy was flexing Something. with Taylor after the game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, Taylor, that Taylor killed Taylor crazy. killed a whole whole uh wine, yeah, beer, glass of wine, chugged, chugged it on the big screen. I mean, that was and awesome. then slammed it. Didn't just chug it, chugged it and yep. finished it. Boom. Well, and, and I'm, uh, so, uh, just to jump off, I mean, on the topic yeah. of Taylor Swift. So two things. Um, one, it's got to be nice for her to be able to go to something like this, and even though she is like. She garners a lot of attention. She's not person. necessarily the center of attention. Yeah. But yeah, she can be a person. But also, can we talk? And this is something that I thought was really um, thoughtful. And one of my, the person I was watching with, um, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, the uh, the moment on the podium, Travis Kelsey was up there, Pat Mahomes was up there, Brittany was up there, Clark was up there, um, yeah. you know, Tammy, Andy. Who wasn't up there? Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah, and, and their moment, what, yeah. what pointed out to me was Taylor knows that if she's up there, she's taking away from that moment for those guys. Yeah. And so like that was an intentional thing to not be up there. I would agree and, with you. I, I don't have, we don't know for sure if that was intentional, but I have a very good idea that that was intentional. Oh, yeah. uh, well, let, me, let me say this. If Taylor Swift had said, Hey, I want to be up there. She would have been up there. She probably would have yeah. been up. There. Yeah, and, that's and, that's, and that's not because she's Taylor. I mean, the, this whole she's known Andy longer than she's known Travis. <laughs> Yeah, She's so they, they go on race her, and they would have loved to, but I, 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 it would not surprise yeah. me if, you know, um, I would believe that. That, that sure. was the, I would, the, I would something almost, that yeah. They point. It was. It was actually. It was. Yeah. Somebody that was watching the game with it was their significant other, and they, um, they are that. a little bit of a swifty, and they just said, you know, I bet you this is why. Tom makes so, a good yeah. point, or Tom's friend makes a good point. I like that. Yeah, definitely. So, Shouts Taylor for for knowing knowing her role and uh, really. Oh, she's being all in. Yeah, she's I mean, all she's in. all in. It's, it's really, it's it's crazy to just think like, oh, yeah, thanks, Taylor, for, for being a great supportive. She showed uh, up in all black, boys. She didn't put the jacket no, on yeah. until after she was in the That's villain. That's true, yeah. She was she was a part of the all black movement, you know, the villain the villain movement. Um, it paid Which off. we haven't even talked to. about yet. Yeah, yeah Listen, that, I'm, that ready. I'm, I'm in on the Swifties. I'm ready to bow up for all the guys who are just hating on, on Taylor just to hate on Taylor. Like, I, yeah. listen, I'm, I'm ready. Let's let's do it. I don't, yeah, you know, it, it was cool all, just, all the celebration, all the celebration, all the clips of, of the families and the kids. The emotions. It's so cool. You know, it's, mm-hmm. we, you know, we saw a lot last year and obviously a couple of years ago in Super Bowl 54, but it's so cool to see these guys celebrate with their families and, and ones that really have supported them the entire way. It's, it's really special. It's a really special thing to, for them um, to, to witness. It's really cool. It's definitely, yeah, it was great to see um, the, the Super Bowl speeches. Well, we're pretty sick. Obviously, Andy Reid killed it. Travis, Travis was on one for sure, singing "Viva Las Vegas." <laughs> he, man, he said it all basically all year, and they said it afterwards. They wanted this one 
the worst. They wanted yeah, this. This one, bad. this one meant a lot. This one mm-hmm. meant a lot for sure. I and, mean, this and, was a big one. Um, Patrick, Patrick alluded to it. Yeah. Patrick alluded Look, to his speech. Clark Hunt, you know, dedicating it to Norma Hunt, and and yeah, it was, and that one almost got me when they were talking about Norma Lamar and Norma uh, up there watching. It was I'll, yeah. I'll tell you that tribute that they did pregame. It had me. That yeah. had me bad. I was yep. like, oh no, yeah. we can't be crying that one, pregame. That one can't got be Chris me. Jones in it pregame. I ain't playing in this. Yeah, month. yeah, yeah. The message that they put out. Um, yeah, in like the paper or whatever. Yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. The program, I think, the Super Bowl the program. program yeah, the program. Kids. It was, it was, it was a very special moment. Um, the Derek entire Thomas, celebration. Otis Taylor, all of yeah. the Chiefs legends. Yeah. They did it for a lot of people this year. It's, it was a good one. Um, but you know, I think they did it most, and I think it's an interesting point that Patrick kind of, I, he didn't outright say it, but he kind of alluded to it and kind of mentioned it. That Bucks loss, that mm-hmm. losing that back to back, yeah, that didn't sit well. They I mean, didn't. He said, it. he said it multiple times. Like he would rather never have that feeling again than like he yeah, he wants that, to avoid that more than he wants to win the Super Bowl. Basically, like he just just he just doesn't want to yeah. lose the Super Bowl. And like, I and I also he winning, also said you know? uh, yeah, and he also said uh, that this was the best chance that they had to go back to back, which also is not a shot at that Tampa team, but is an acknowledgement of how absolutely beat to crap that Tampa team was by the time they got there. Because that whole offensive line was gone. Yeah, they had some injuries on defense too. He was hurt. Everybody, it was just not a good deal. And that was a really good Tampa team with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So Tom turns Brady. out that's a good recipe sometimes <laughs> when when they're healthy and they're in shape. So they yeah. they talked about how important and how much and how bad they wanted this. They also talked about how this was the most satisfying one because of how hard this season was and it goes back to the microcosm of this game being a blueprint to the microcosm of this season of the ups the downs the frustrations the drops the miscues the penalties the fixes the simplifications the understanding the finding the holes the making adjustments the getting it done at the end when it matters and making all the plays when it came time when they were the ones that when you get to these games the big players, the main guys, they have to make the plays, and we talked about it. The Niners' big players made the mistakes, and the Chiefs' big players, they made a couple mistakes, but when it mattered, they made the plays that they needed to make. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's a, that's a good way to sum it up. Um, we're we're going to close this one out, but there's a lot. Uh, we have so much for you. There's right? a lot to talk about still around this game, and we have a lot more content coming for you the rest of this week. Um, we're going to, we're going to keep going for a little bit before the off season officially hits. We're going to keep on celebrating and appreciating. We got the parade on Wednesday. Um, so that'll be a whole happy Valentine's day. Chiefs kingdom. Yeah. That'll be a whole, whole other thing to talk about, uh, in the next episode, along with some of the legacy stuff and whatnot, um, that we're going to get to. There are going to be so many things born. Which one of these three, of the three current, of the three current Super Bowls. Let's wrap it with this of the three current Super Bowls. Which one was the most for you satisfying? Because I know I'm there's like, going to be some dis- there's going to be some that first one has has some yeah, special I, for lots of folks. So yeah, but I, I think it's interesting to ask because we just talked about what Patrick and Travis and them said where this That's one true. for yeah. them was the most too. So like it, yeah. it's an interesting question. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's it's still going to be hard to top fifty four. 
Um, the first one is always the best one. I think that had the most reaction to that one. Uh, even last year's, I think I had, I don't know. It's this one. It was a lot harder to get to. And the game was definitely a lot harder to get to. Um, this I don't know. The hardest it's, run. Yeah. It's been the hardest run for sure. And definitely just looking at the whole season in hindsight, like it's crazy that they won it this year. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's mm-hmm. they're all really they're all up there for sure. I don't know if I could really even it's come on. Pick it's crazy one. that we gotta pick our favorite of three I, Super Bowls right? that is our favorite. Uh how yeah. spoiled we are. I'll still give the nod to fifty four in my opinion though. Okay. Tom, what do you think? Oh, um it's a tough one. Not Although I will say, I'll, I'll one more closing thought. Definitely got a lot more intoxicated the past two ones than I did uh, after fifty four. So that helps. It happens I mean, when you're old enough to. Yeah, they, um, yeah. Hey, here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, we here at the Kingdom says podcast do not endorse underage drinking. Um, drinking is very bad. Was the name yep, of that song yep. from our childhood? You're an adult though, celebrating Super Bowls. We're saying, yeah. Okay. Um, I. I agree. Fifty four is hard. To, like the the first was like probably the most meaningful in a lot of like. I mean, it was like it, was, it finally happened. Like, like that yeah. was the yeah that it was huge and, and but I so I have a I have a conflicted relationship with that one. Um, so I didn't get to watch that one with um, my family. It was you know, um, mm-hmm. it was actually right before covid but there you know um yeah there are a lot of things happening in my personal life at that time and then um the so the eagles last year's super bowl that one's probably always going to be one of my favorite because i got to watch it with um my brothers and my dad and that's just like one of those core memories that's always going to be um be special so like for me personally that's probably my favorite this one felt like the one that like was most satisfying in terms of like we really earned every damn inch of this one. So that's why I that's use the word my... satisfying. That's why I use yeah. the word satisfying because it can be interpreted much like Garrett interpreted it and much like yeah. Tom just did. Um I would lean more towards Tom for a couple of reasons on this because of the way I interpret the word for one, but because all of the things first of all, this team has played more football than anybody else in the last five years. They've also played it better than anybody else in the last five years and played a better five-year stretch than anybody else in history, frankly. Um, they're tied for first or first in every category over the la- over up for a five-year span of a dynasty run, period. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the things, all of the statements, all of the stuff that was said, and it being the by far the most difficult road they've had to a championship as far as who they went through to get there and how. Yeah, this one's the most satisfying for me personally. 50, I will never forget ever. Won't fit <laughs> yeah. 50, Super Bowl 54 with the with the first one in 50 years. I will never forget it. Yeah. I'll it say will like always 50, be a core memory. Yeah. But this one was the most satisfying for me to this point for all of the things said because and it's not just outside of this fan base, y'all. There's some folks inside this fan base that were very loud about some things <laughs> and, and now are very wrong loudly. 
It's all right. Hey, listen, we don't got we don't got to drag down the people inside the Chiefs kingdom that were a little hesitant and doubtful of this team. It's much louder outside. Much the outside louder. noise is what we got to really focus on. Um, yeah, it's it was it was definitely a special one, cementing the dynasty. Um, just proven fan vengeance. So many good, people, proven so many people wrong. Fan. All the receipts that that we're gonna have after this one, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. Um, so that's how oh, we'll wrap it up here. We didn't even talk about. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll wrap it up with that. Um, we appreciate you guys uh, immensely for joining us this entire season. Uh, I've said it after every single episode of this playoff run. It's been a ride, um, it's man. Just, it's been so crazy of a run and a ride this year. And uh, <laughs> it does it does feel very rewarding after everything we went to to have to go to, to go through that we get a Super Bowl win at the end of this. But um, Thank you both. Yeah. This, this year has been crazy for all of us. Uh, this has been a ride for the team. That's the other part of the reason that this, this one feels a little more satisfying. Yeah. This this year was rough for a lot of us too. And I know I'm sure probably some of you guys out there, Um, but I know for this group, it hasn't been a picture perfect ideal run this season. And Mm -hmm. it was still a fantastic year. We still got to have a lot of fun. We've got so much more and so much more stuff coming for you. It's part of why we enjoy doing this. But mm-hmm. one of the main reasons we enjoy doing this most, or at least I'm, I'm maybe speaking for you guys when I don't mean to, but for me anyway, yeah, yeah. is getting to do this stuff with you guys. So thank you both. Appreciate you both. Yeah. Appreciate all the listeners. Thank you for riding with us yeah. all year. Yeah, proud yeah, of you, boys. It was a long one, guys. I think. Yeah, I think we really did. We're tired too. We really did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll probably yeah. take. We'll probably. Well, the episodes will probably slow down a little bit uh, going into the off season, but there's also so much to talk about. There'll be more draft content unless yeah. Like this so week to later week. this week. Later this week, yeah. there will be. You are uh, definitely going to want to tune in because I say some things that are probably going to end up with an explicit tag in the future. So, Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. you're going to want to yeah. top. So uh, be on the lookout for that. We got a, a spicy kingdom recon draft, and we're gonna have a lot of cool uh, draft and offseason content coming for you this year. Um, we're also gonna have a bunch of still Super Bowl content this next couple. Yeah, weeks we're gonna there, be so. back later this week. We got uh, lots after, of back, so yeah, yeah, we're gonna be back after this uh, at the after the parade on Wednesday, um, either Thursday or Friday. We might go live Friday. I think we're gonna try to shoot for that once again. Um, uh, and yeah, we've got a lot more to talk about. There's a lot more more to talk about about this one it's a really fun time in chief's kingdom right now so enjoy it chiefs fans we gotta definitely enjoy this one um not every everybody in their lifetime gets to see a back-to-back super bowl winner like this and uh we have a chance to three-peat now which would be even crazier and and all the and guys they're already talking about it all the guys had that goal firmly <laughs> set in their minds so don't expect anything less uh next season we will see you guys the exact same time next year making another Super Bowl episode. Um, it's going to be awesome. So with like that, that, be sure to check us out uh, at Kingdom Says Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check out our YouTube, Kingdom Says Pod, on there. Check us out on Apple Music, Spotify, everywhere you find podcasts at. And uh, that is it for the, the 2023 Super Bowl winning Chiefs season. Uh, How about Kingdom those Chiefs? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So. Thank you all once again, and we will see you guys in the next episode of The Kingdom Says.